Well, if you're over 20 and like getting toys for your birthday still, then you're in good company because you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 139 for the week of Wednesday, 22nd October, 2014. I'm John. With me tonight are Ben and Scotch. And tonight's episode is being brought to you by the great Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. And tonight we'll be featuring three tantalizing toys of the week. The Funko Legacy Magic, the Gathering Chandra Nalar action figure, the DC Collectibles Earth 2 Hawk Girl, and Shocker Toys, the Max action figure. Howdy, 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 gents. How you doing? Hello. hello. Hey, howdy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy uh, birthday to Scotty. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Another well, successful yeah, we... rotation of the sun. Yay. <laughs> happy birthday, good buddy. Thank you. I had a birthday. And how was your birthday? My birthday was good. Yeah, it was um, away from home, which is was a bit of a bummer, but that's such as life. I mean, it was on a Thursday, so yeah, we, I wouldn't normally do much. Um, Hmm. anyway, but I was able to, um, go out for dinner with some friends in the fine city that I was in. And then I've come home and I've actually been out for birthday dinner tonight before recording. So, um, had a lovely time and, uh, yeah, all good. What was your birth? What, what did your birthday dinner consist of? Oh my, well, we have a, um, kind of traditional birthday dinner place near us we go to, which is a lovely, you know, restaurant that serves kind of modern Australian. Um, and, uh, so we had seafoody stuff and, um, nice, uh, beef and then awesome desserts. They had do some unbelievable desserts there. So it was very pleasant, slightly costly, but that's okay <laughs> for birthdays. That's <laughs> yeah, a semi-special yeah. occasion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is our special occasion restaurant. It's not the, it's not the like, hey, it's Friday night and let's just go out restaurant, you know? Because um, yeah. So, but that's that's good. It's good to have those little places. The kids love it, and they're good with kids, and it was good fun. Nice. Good fun. And I got a, um, my my main birthday present was a soda stream. Oh yeah. Um which uh and the uh nature of that becoming my main birthday present was that well maybe kind of two months ago I was out with Miss Eleven and she said, Oh my friend Blank has a soda stream, we should get one and I looked at it and I said, Yeah, okay, well, you know, that's a little bit more than you know, not just something that we just buy. You know, that's a gift really, isn't it? And she was like, Oh, well your birthday's coming up, you can get it for your birthday. <laughs> I was like, oh, what a great idea. Um, but in actual fact, I think it is a good thing. So Yeah, they're fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's, you know, it's definitely going to save some money. And, um, yeah, good good fun. Had good good fun putting it together and making the first drinks and all that. So, and she was happy. That's good. <laughs> so, so did you make something crazy for the first one? or No. Well, actually, yes. We had um, pink grapefruit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
which it was quite, it was quite nice actually. But I mean, I don't normally drink drinks with sugar in them. I don't need any help in that department. So, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think it'll, it'll definitely save. Cause I normally drink cans and get in trouble for a not, um, disposing of them mm. and b uh, the amount of space they take up in the recycling. And so if I can do away with that, then it's going to save me, um, on the uh, marital harmony side as well. Oh, well, that, that's worth it, then. That is a good thing. <laughs> it's all good. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you, Mr. Ben? What have you been up to? I had a very ordinary week in terms of not a lot happening, which is quite nice for a change. It was just one of those weeks that's that nice. cruised on by. I went down to the supermarket today, and I came back with no stories of any substantial merit. Oh, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I know. After last week, I thought this, you know, could be the start of something new, but no. <laughs> Adam's. Yeah, we've had the we've had Adam's Captain Practical yes. stories. We could have had Ben's supermarket follies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah, I think it was kind of just the week that was. Oh, crazy yeah. Canberrans or something. That's, yeah, 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 that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mister Nerd? Well, hockey season started here, so um, I'm, I'm happy about that, and. Um, Last night I was flipping through the channels, and on a rare occasion I get to see my college play hockey, but they were playing Notre Dame. So um, I got to watch my college play hockey on TV last night, which was great because I normally don't get to see it because they're in Michigan. I'm here in Indiana, but uh, since they're playing an Indiana team, it worked out. Oh, very good. There you go. But they lost. Um, they looked good, though. Yeah, they looked good. They looked good. <laughs> no, so, they, they, were, they were playing well, just, you know. Had a couple of bad bounces, I think. Oh, looks good as in you thought they were playing well. Yeah, I thought they were playing well. Not that they looked spiffy. No, no. Well, got they it. Just, they, got, they got cool uniforms, but. <laughs> so, in terms of uh, American sports, where does your locale fit into the scheme of things? Uh, is it sort of a, uh, you know, a mainly a, a hockey jurisdiction? Or? No, Indiana is all basketball, okay. some football. But uh, mainly basketball. And then, uh, you know, where I grew up, though, it, it's more hockey. Because, mm-hmm. my, like, my college where I went, which is Lake Superior State, and uh, where, I grew, where, where I grew up, um, there's not really a football season available for college. So mm-hmm. uh, we didn't even have a college team. We should just um, clarify for our non-American listeners that you're talking about ice hockey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because it's a field hockey. Yeah, in Australia, if you said hockey, they would assume you meant field hockey, which is huge, huge. Yeah, yeah. as opposed to ice hockey, which is almost non-existent. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, because we we have like, um, you know, Commonwealth gold medalist field hockey teams and all that jazz. So yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it's hilarious. I'm um, doing little kids' sports. Um, you know, f- field hockey is the same dire mess that soccer turns into where it's just like, you know, 20 little children all gathered around a ball slash puck trying to kick slash hit it, mm. um, and then mostly injuring each other. You're but, swinging um, a hard acrylic stick oh, at each other. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it becomes quite a skillful thing later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm really glad, so. Yes, and I was ice hockey. I was kind of related to last week's name that, so. Mm-hmm. I just because suddenly sure thought, you... oh, I don't know. Everyone will know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. 
But that's it's okay. a bit like, you know, in the um, South, in the States, if you ask for tea, you will get iced tea. And, you know, that's quite a shock for Australians because you know, tea is hot tea. And yeah. My, my uh, dearly beloved um, got, has been caught out by that once or twice, and there may have been tears, but... Well, here, um, I'm really glad to say that we're starting to get sweet tea this far north now. What does that mean? You can see in the south, you can either get tea or sweet tea. And sweet tea has normally been sweetened already, like a lot. Okay. And uh, But are you so talking you about iced tea? Iced tea, yeah. I see. Okay, yep. Not real tea. <laughs> it's too confusing. It's too confusing. I think we should do an action figure show. <laughs> Well, we always talk about food. We do. Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah. And um, terminology. And yeah. I'm not hungry. I had, I'm full of birthday dinner. I, no no snacks for me today. I, I took uh, last Friday off and they had birthday cake without me. So I was very disappointed. <gasps> not your birthday cake, though. Yeah. Your birthday cake. Yeah. And then they left all sorts of pictures of it on my desk. <laughs> oh. Uh, I got nothing. Yeah. Well, I was I was out of the office this week, and so I had like they gave me my birthday cake at the office last Friday, like the Friday before last, because I knew yeah. I was going to be away, and it had a minion on it. Yeah, I, I heard I heard that, and yeah. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah, his, his coworkers care about him. They do. <laughs> they were like, "We couldn't decide between a superhero," and so we got a minion. We, we couldn't. We, we were we were arguing okay. about which this superhero like multi layer with. Strawberries on it and stuff. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it looked really good. Anyway, they they okay, seriously well, I, had it without you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is how my people are. So. Well, <laughs> I come here to get love. <laughs> love, you should get. Of, love you. Love you. And speaking get. of love, we should probably love on some news because it'll get lonely <laughs> without us. I'm gonna love on this news. Mechanics, armor up, war machine. That's critical B. Attach from battle computer module. My brain blast will make scrap metal of you. Not in this lifetime, Modoc. With my rings, I rule the land and sea. Just undersea dome. I'm here to make wave, Mandarin. Iron Man, war machine, hydro armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. Well, before we kick off to our main features, we start every episode with a little bit of news and information and things that catch our eye during the week. Sometimes they're big announcements, sometimes they're uh, Comic-Con uh, announcements, and this week we're going to start with something else, and Scott's going to do that, and come right at us, Scott. Tell us what the big news is. Well, the breaking news um, from today is that Scott Neatlick, aka Toy Guru, has resigned from Mattel. Um, now I, I, the, uh, you know, when you have the kind of like, you know, little angel on one shoulder and the little devil on the other shoulder, the little devil is telling me to gloat over this. <laughs> um, but the little angel is kind of saying all sorts of rational things. So I'll go somewhere in between. Um, you know, I, I in terms of his legacy at Mattel, um, I think the thing that can't be questioned is his own passion for the brands that he's worked on. Mm. And I do think that, you know, some of the, uh, criticism, um, that, uh, has been directed at him, you know, about 
the way that the different lines have been handled ultimately is probably unfair criticism because he's been a cog in a big machine without the ability to control some of the things that the big machine does. Um, he's also been willing to be a face and a name, um, which, uh, you know, a lot of people that work, uh, in these, um, spaces are not. And it's certainly you know, not something that he would have received any, um, extra financial benefit out of, you know, et cetera, whether he chose to be, you know, available to press, et cetera, or not. So, you know, I, I have no doubt as a person that he's a great guy. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that the Mattel legacy, um, I mean, I think they've produced really one of, uh, I think what will be remembered as one of the truly outstanding action figure lines, which is the Masters of the Universe classics line. You know, people can find lots of things to complain about that, but that is a real achievement to have produced, you know, that, that many figures for that long, you know, et cetera, distribution issues aside, um, and some quality control issues aside. Um, so the, the news at the moment is that, um, he apparently, um, has been headhunted by another toy company and has accepted that position, but it hasn't been announced yet. So, um, in my, yes, in my experience of people, um, leaving, jobs for a better job. Um, the name of that job is usually quite prominent in the announcement. Um, if some, so be interesting to see, you know, what actually has transpired here and when, and if we see him again, you know, we've certainly heard similar things, uh, in the past when people like David Vonner left Hasbro, et cetera, never to be heard from again. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I wish him all the best. I'm not going to, I don't want to say anything, you know, super negative, um, because, you know, I think as a person, I, I, I actually, you know, respect his passion, Yep. but, um, end of an era, Indeed. end of an era. And, uh, I, I hope that wherever he's going, if he really is going somewhere, has got a, a better, more well-oiled marketing machine that can say to him, don't make videos, Scott. Yeah. Oh, that's an understatement. Yeah. Because please. <laughs> Please, it was never a good idea. They've never worked. <laughs> They've- well, I kind of wonder if the the toy guru name. I wonder if he can take that with him. <laughs> you know, if we see him again, if he'll still be toy guru. I don't. Uh, that'll be very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. and whether he'll still be as prominent. Yeah. Yeah, I think those those um, videos are, were a great example of anti marketing, mm. um, as I like to call it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's the, the, um, uh, human resources section of the, the news. Let's move on to some other things. Um, Diamond Select has, uh, made a Ghostbusters announcement. And, um, this is that they're going to be doing a new line of seven inch Ghostbusters Select figures. Um, they've said they'll be doing at least the four members of the, uh, the movie team. Um, and unknown beyond that, they're also going to be doing, uh, an Ecto-1, um, which will be in 115 scale. Um, so that's not in scale with the figures that they're making, but still, you know, another Ecto-1, Ecto-1 piece. Um, so, uh, you know, this is, uh, I mean, I think NECA would have been a, a great home for this, but I think that, you know, artic- articulation and detail wise, um, then I think that Diamond Select has the potential to do 
a really good job. What, what I don't think that Diamond Select does well are, uh, really accurate head sculpts. Yeah. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's where I feel like this could fall down for people. Um, because that's what, you know, I mean, look at the, you know, we've already had six inch, um, you know, Ghostbusters figures from Mattel. The likenesses overall were not horrible. Um, the, the articulation and some of the accessories, etc., was probably a little bit lacking for some people. Um, and so, you know, NECA is a, a company that has the goods to do, uh, the articulation, the accessories and the likenesses. Um, you know, NECA's likenesses aren't perfect, but yeah, I, that's not something that I think is a real strength of, of Diamond Select. And you look at their Star Trek right. stuff, etc. like, um, it's, it, it's pretty spotty. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. But their, um, their universal monsters look pretty good. Like the, you know, the mummy and sure. But and, they're not, they're not likenesses of human humanoid. Yeah. People. I don't think you're actually trying to capture the nuances yeah. of a particular actor in a particular period. I mean, I, ended up passing on their expendables figures because I just didn't feel um the portraits were were sort of accurate enough. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I, I don't want to um put the kibosh on it before it's been seen. I just when I think about, you know, I think the expendables is a really good example. Think about um the the Picard um uh, Marvel select figure that's just a total fail lightness wise. Um and they you know, they've done some good so some of the original series Star Trek stuff that they've done is not bad. Um, but you know, in, I'm thinking in terms of if, if I was a Ghostbusters collector and I already had the existing product that was out there, what would I be looking for as an improvement from, you know, a, a collector action figure line? And yes, definitely more articulation and, um, Diamond Select can deliver on that. But if they're, are they going to deliver? The other thing I'd be looking for are really spot on likenesses, and I'm not sure that that's going to come. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think there's a couple of things. Normally their accessories and bases and stuff are pretty cool. Absolutely. So you'll have that. And also, I know a lot of people were like, hey, if Mattel's going to do this and it's going to be, you know, something you have to wait online to try and get. Yeah. I'm not going to even collect any of it. So to have it available in stores might, might draw some people out as well. For sure. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Time will tell. Um, something from Mattel, and I, <laughs> I think this is really, again, kind of goes back to the um, marketing uh, department or lack thereof. Um, they posted a teaser image um, for something that, to me, apparently it's a accessory for an upcoming Masters of the Universe Classics uh, figure. But what it looks like to me is something that my dog might do uh, or, or no, my cat after having eaten a yellow plastic bag. <laughs> um, it's a kind of brown viney thing with yellow around it, and then the kind of snake head on the end. Um, it's, and it's not even a great photo. Um, so I don't even know what purpose it serves, really. Yeah, well, apparently it's it's supposed to be an accessory for Evil Seed. Um, but, and, but yes. And why yeah. bother? Why not just say the figure's coming? I, don't I know, know exactly. So there you go. Um, but I just, what it was, yeah, on Facebook. I mean, hmm. <laughs> anti-marketing, let's just say more anti-marketing. Mm. Um, something I saw today, uh, that I, you know, I'm not going to buy, but I think looks well, oh, sorry. Mixed here is hot toys, 
uh, X-Men Days of Future Past um, Wolverine. Um, really good Hugh Jackman likeness. I think it's a better likeness than the Wolverine movie um, one. Uh, but weird outfit. Yeah, he looks like he's wearing some sort of like a, um, uh, what do you call it, a, a wetsuit, and then he's got some shorts over the top. Yeah. It's, it's odd. I, yeah, I, I can't say that this jumps out as me as a really movie-accurate thing. I guess the first thing that this figure says to me is, why would I bother picking this up? Because I absolutely am 100% certain that Hot Toys will not bother to make any other figure from the movie. Yeah. They, they bring out Wolverine figures, and that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I just You just have these one-off figures sitting on your shelf. There's no team. There's no anything. I like the hair. <laughs> I suppose it's a, I mean, I guess it's a probably a bit like Iron Man in that he obviously sells. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's probably some people that would be collecting them, you know, f- uh, figure after figure in the same way that the Iron Man stuff sells. Um, but I agree, you know, like, and particularly with, you know, now, you know, two films and really iconic performances from, you know, McAvoy and Fassbender. Yeah. Um, you know, that, you kind of think that you could at least squeeze a Magneto, you know, out yeah, here. And I'm, and I'm sure I've seen either prototypes or something indicating that there were more figures coming, but I just I don't feel like we'll ever get them. I'm sure at one stage there was a Mystique as well, and mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, but definitely there was that they they announced that they had the license for first class, but they never made any toys. Mm, mm. Um. So, yeah. Mm. There you go. But for the Wolverine fans, um, that is uh, going to be a, a good thing, I guess. And um, the likeness, the Hugh likeness is really good. I actually showed it because I saw it on Facebook and I just kind of flashed the screen in front of um, my wife and she was like, why are you showing me a photo of Hugh Jackman? <laughs> like, it's actually a toy. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally for me, I've been collecting the Play Art Sky DC Universe variant um, series, and they're way ahead in the solicits from production. We've got quite a few um, to come before these, but Series 6 is going to be Harley Quinn and the Joker, um, and which both look great and very Harley Quinnish and Jokerish, but might be passes for me. Um, what what makes them variant? Like, what's the what's the point of the variant in the title? That's just the that's just what the series is called. I don't know. I suppose mm. it's it's a variation on the characters. You know, they're a kind of manga esque, oh, whatever okay. you know thing. But I agree. I, it threw me for ages. I'm like, what what? So where's the non variant one? Yeah, well, but, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm, I'm assuming. This is a follow up Joker to the one that nope. was released 15 months ago. No. Nope. They just called it the variant series because, because. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe they saw how well variants sell on eBay and thought, hey, we'll throw that in the title. I do not like that, Harley. <sighs> do you know the only thing that I like about it is that it's not the Arkham Asylum one. Yeah. True. Because mm-hmm. I'm so sick to death of that look. Um, you know, I, th- I think that in terms of a, a variation, you know, because th- this is uh you know kind of variations on a theme it is a take on turning the comic look into something um in this different genre and so i get it you know i don't like it i think there's too much blue in it yeah you know yeah. for you know that doesn't really 
Um, well, visually, it's just got so much going on. It's just hard to see yeah. any form to it. Yeah. It is busy. Yeah. I don't, I would say overall that these don't, that they're hard to kind of take in in a photo. I've never liked any of them in the photo as much as I do in person. Like when I first, when these first came out and the first one that we saw was Wonder Woman, I was like, oh, that's not for me. But in person, I really appreciate them. Um, but yeah, I, they are hard to take in in a photo. But we shall yeah. see. I'll probably end up buying them. <laughs> so, yeah. I figured you would. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I just, like, I mean, kind of at the moment, I probably wouldn't pre-order them. You know, like, I'm, but if I saw them, then I'd probably go, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, Joker's Joker looks great. Um, and you know, it's a fun line, and and I appreciate at least that, um, you know, they've gone pretty deep already. You know, in terms of you know, we, we're getting Cyborg, Aquaman, um, Hawkman. Uh, dark side. Um, yeah, so there's a few like, little characters in there that don't always get done in these lines. Um, and hopefully they'll, they'll do a few more. Should be good. And that's my news. Okay. Well, I'm going to move on to something a little bit different because Figma has came out with a thinker figure. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and this figure is by, um, or it's a representation of the thinker, the great statue-esque work, um, done in bronze. And there's a couple versions of it, but it's part of, uh, the gates of hell by Rodan. And that's Rodan the sculptor, not Rodan the giant bird thing from Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of cool. Uh, it's, it's like a bronzy, uh, nude male figure and he's sitting on his rock. You know, you can pose him in the classic thinker, um, you know, uh, pose so uh but it looks pretty cool i think you think it um, looks cool yeah actually i do and uh, well here's what my original thought was if you were um say getting the boss fight the you know the the greek and roman figures it would be a fantastic figure to have as kind of a bad guy yeah, you know this living statue golem. Uh, golem or living statue or mm. um you know even as a background piece to something like that i think it, it would be pretty cool who asked for this? Well, I did. Well, I, mean, but I, I just I, same to people me, that asked for the the uh, <laughs> the variant DC yeah. Harley Quinn figure. <laughs> it's just such a bizarre thing. Like of a you know what's next? I, I hope they do David after this. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It's like detachable yeah. arms. <laughs> the the Venus de Milo. Yeah, <laughs> you can have that um, too. Limited articulation. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I like the bronze on it. The bronze looks pretty good. Um, the, looks like the toes are articulated as well. I actually really like it because you kind of go, ah, so I guess that's what he looks like when he's not sitting there thinking. <laughs> <laughs> thinking and yeah. non-thinking poses. That's fair enough. Yeah. Go well with although your fantasy he, figures. Although he's playing rock, paper, scissors in the last photo we got here, so I'm not sure yeah. what exactly is going on there. But no, I, I, I dig it. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, pretty nifty. Yeah. Well, if you don't dig that, Scott, maybe you'll dig this one. Um, GameStop has an exclusive DC Collectibles Batman Arkham Knight Red Hood figure up for pre-order. Hmm. What scale is it? Well, a seven-inch scale is what it says. Okay. It must be through DC Collectibles, is it? Like, is it in partnership? With yeah. Them? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is from DC. So it'd be yeah. in scale with the rest of your DC Universe figures. He doesn't have a face. No. Well, you just can't see it. It's the red it's mystery. The red blank. This explains something else because I I actually bought a T-shirt real similar to that recently. 
I have a gray T-shirt with the red bat logo on it. Oh, uh, cool. Huh. Yeah. Well, this is kind of cool. If I mean, if you know, GameStop is just a, a, another potential outlet to generate you know interest in toys. I don't have a problem with this. So go yeah, for it. Oh, it's a good looking figure. I mean, you know, we all thought it was quite perplexing when Walgreens, you know, announced exclusive figures, and they seem to be going great guns. So the more the merrier. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Twenty four ninety nine is a little on the steep side, but it's all right. Well, it's a bargain for us. What does a um, DC collectibles figure normally go for, like at your local comic shop? Mm, I'm going to have to plead the fifth on that one because I don't really know. Yeah, a couple of bucks cheaper. Yeah, because all they have is Aquaman, so I don't. Go look at them too close. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Good call. Anyway, we'll move on from that and <laughs> on to more uh, gaming news. We're seeing... I had a question for you, Scott. So you like Aquaman and Banshee? Yep. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> In other news from left field. <laughs> Sorry, I, I heard that last week and I was like, What? <laughs> I love Banshee. You, you just don't hear people say that I on either of those guys. I oh, people love Aquaman. There are Aquaman fans out there. There's you know websites and podcasts dedicated to him. Um, Banshee is more left field, I know, but I just I've always liked that character. Oh. I, was, I like I like Siren too, like the daughter. So mm. moving on, I am allowed. Uh, I know I didn't say you weren't allowed. Made me feel I just weird. Question. Made me feel weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. On my birthday, well, kind of. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not your birthday well, anymore. It's, it's the um, it's my birthday on the podcast. It's the podcast in which we're referring to my birthday. Maybe we should just do all of them in October as your birthday. Okay. Okay, we'll do that next year. <laughs> birthday month podcast. Yeah. Um, Works for me. Our good friends at Funco, we have reached that point in the show where we talk about some of the stuff they got coming up. And uh, I was actually the one that did the original Series 1 for this, but they've got Series 2 of um, Magic the Gathering. So apparently Series 1 was well enough received that we're getting a Series 2. And we're seeing uh, Gideon Jura, Elspeth Tyrell, I'm not even trying the rest of these names. <laughs> yeah, they're a bit like that, aren't they? Yeah. Yora uh, Atua. Yeah, the, the, you know, it, it's more of the, the same fantasy character look. Uh, and the one you just said, Kiora Atua, um, looks a little Indian-inspired, blue, uh, girly figure. Yes, yeah, she is. And, and one of them's an oversized dragon. Yeah, and that's one of their six-inch... Pop finals, they're, they're oversized ones, and he looks pretty cool. Hmm. Mm, mm. Or she, he, she, I'm not sure. He, she. Um, yeah. Uh, the one thing I actually like about this announcement is with the Series 1 pop vinyl figures they did, they actually went on to be Series 1 of the Funko's Legacy 6 inch action figures. So I'm hoping that if um, the, the action figures sell well enough, this is going to be Series 2. So hooray. Huh. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I'm hoping to because I, I think you know I, I just love these characters. The designs just look so cool. Yeah, um, I, I think they've done a great job with that. And uh, somebody may be talking about that later. Yeah, mm, hmm. possible foreshadowing. Indeed. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Indeed. And speaking of pops, it looks like uh, uh, Funko have worked with our friends at, at Disney a little more and produced figures based on uh, the Jungle Book and Robin Hood. So um, we're getting Mowgli, 
uh, Ka and Shere Khan from from Jungle Book, and that's not one of my favorite of the of the Disney movies. I, you know, I don't know. That's really far down on my list. Um, but Robin Hood, I love, and so we're getting Robin Hood, Prince John, and Sir Hiss is mm-hmm. uh, pop vinyls. So. That is fun. They're very um, uh, over-stylized, aren't they? Like Shere Khan in particular, you know, he's really, he's got the really big eyes and but um, Carr has done particularly well with his sort of hypnotizing mm. gaze. Yeah, that is very stylized, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a bit more than the I usual. I suppose what do you do, though? Look, I mean, it's a, uh, that, yeah, that we, it probably matches a lot of the Disney stuff. Yeah. yeah. When you start with an animated property, you, I mean, you almost have to do that, you know, where do you take it? You can't just go, oh, this is animated. You almost got to go that over, over yeah. the top look. And, and probably because of some of the other, you know, vinyl figures and stuff out there, I, I suspect this is fairly popular. Mm. And it's interesting that, um, so his is actually the 99th Disney pop figure. So if you're sort of only collecting a, a specific, um, uh, group of figures, and I hope, um, if your Disney is your choice, then, you have a pretty impressive collection by now. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't I don't think I have any Disney ones. Mm. Hmm. Oh, I take that back. Mrs. Nerd has uh <laughs> Wally. Oh, I take that back. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, that, I mean that's a you know, very that's a standalone yeah. one that doesn't have to be um a Disney Disney start of a Disney collection. <laughs> you can mm, just be a Wally fan. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I got him for her. Yeah, that's cute. Well, moving on to more gaming news. uh, McFarlane, Skybound, and Telltale Games have announced the Walking Dead Clementine figure. I know. You guys are all all like, Clementine? Well, she's not in the comics. She's not in the show. Well, that's right, because she is the main character in the Walking Dead uh, game from Telltale. Yes. Oh. So... Um, does she, she come is, in black and white and blood spattered versions? Well, she does come in a blood spattered version. So, oh, thank goodness. Um, yeah, she's like, a looks like a preteen girl with her purple backpack and ball cap. Yeah. Well, she's and, 12. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, and, and a hammer and gun. So if you oh. like your 12 year olds with hammers and guns, this is the figure for you. Wonder if the backpack comes off because all the pictures have her with it on. Yeah. It could be sculpted on. Oh, yeah. I suspect so. Same with the hat. It would be nice if the hat came off, but it doesn't look like it does. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I mean, apparently this is something that someone's been clamoring for. So, obviously, there's a significant enough demand for people to want to um, you know, get an action figure of her. I don't know whether they're sort of um, you know, standing her along the other McFarlane figures since she doesn't exist in their universe at the moment. Yeah, but she'd fit in, you know. Oh, oh she wouldn't. So, yeah. Have they done um, the other one? I wonder, uh, who was the girl from season two that was in the barn? Oops, spoilers. Sophia. Um, no. Yeah. Have they done no. one of her? No. I wonder if they'll use this buck and redo one maybe of, of her. Mm. Well, they could use it for the comic series where she's still alive. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Hmm. No. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, yeah, good oh, stuff. Yeah. All right, I guess it must be my turn. I think yes, it, it is your turn. turn. It is. All right. Well, let's uh, you know talk about some uh, Marvel artifacts, shall we? Okay. So this is um, Kota Bakia's Marvel artifacts. 
and it, um, they're expanding the line of their statues with a Deadpool X-Force sculpture, as they put it. So I don't know what the difference is between a sculpture and a statue. But anyway, this is um, Deadpool in his black and white get-up from X-Force, and um, I can't remember there being a red version of this, but I highly suspect that there would be, that the uh, X-Force would follow up. That's to right. There's sure to be one in the works. Yeah, it seems to be uh, pretty much a given with Deadpool these days that if they release anything in the black and red costume, it's uh, an excuse to uh, repackage it you know, a little bit down the track and bring out the X-Force version. So, anyway, this will be uh, out in May 2015. That's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool um, pose. Um, this is one-tenth scale, but um, because Deadpool's sort of squatting over and pulling out one of his katanas, he's um, only about six inches tall. So he's uh, he's in you know he's got all his fighting gear it looks like so um, yeah very nice looks like that'll cost you about sixty bucks if you're interested. Uh, now this sorry this proves my point. I don't mm. think you can pull that katana out all the way. Yeah, I'm not convinced that it works like that. So but it mustn't be particularly easy. But hey, because if you, you know. look at the length of it and how much more he'd have to pull out of there, I don't think his arm can bend like that. <laughs> Yes. I have seen him with flexible, you know, the uh, the scabbard is actually flexible in the back, so it actually moves with the sword, but you'd still have to have, you know... Well, they they actually show, the, like, they show a, a view where he is pulling it out. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you if know, you look at the back, it does kind of make sense. The concept of the sword being that long. But anyway, this, you know, is a universe where people can fly, so I'm not going to think about it for very long. <laughs> okay. so, um, good luck to you. Anyway, moving on to our Not Allowed Through Scotty's Front Door portion of the show, um, we have a new statue from Hollywood Collectibles, and uh, these oh guys, have, uh, they've adapted a number of the heavy metal um, cover paintings in the past into statues, um, and this is another one. It's um, called Into the Fog, and if you're a fan of heavy metal, I actually you know, I haven't picked up heavy metal in many a year, but um, they always had some fantastic painted covers and uh, this one is Into the Fog by Lorenzo Spelonga and it features a, a young lass by the name of Valkyrie who's, um, well you know, if you thought Red Sonja wasn't wearing much then um, she's um, she's pretty prim and proper compared to this young lass Yeah. Um, so this is a, a very busty young lass who is um, well, looks like she's getting ready to, to fight the dead looking at the original um, source painting what's interesting is they have actually changed it from the source in the the original painting she's um reaching up and holding a vine above mm. her head and they've actually changed that to have her pulling the sword out of her scabbard because i guess it would look rather odd for a statue but um for hollywood collectibles they don't have large edition sizes this is limited to just 600 pieces um it'll cost you 350 dollars. and if you go to the hollywood collectibles website they have payment plans for just 43 dollars a month um this will ship in first quarter 2015 and uh, i think it looks pretty good i don't think um you know i don't think i'd bother to have it in my house I, i'm quite happy with you know my red sonia but um yeah it's, yeah it looks she's well done. Uh, um not covered up in the back, is she? No, she's <laughs> not. Funny. She's, she's not. Um, not covered up. No. I tell you what, if she got a chest infection, it could be fatal. Mm. Well, uh, she's got some coverage there. Uh, mm. Kind of. That certainly hmm. looks like a very nice piece. So if you're a ha- fan of uh, heavy metal, you should look into that one. <clears throat> I'm a I fan of think... having a, a roof over my head. So <laughs> I, I do not think that that... Uh, bottom bikini piece could hold up that dagger. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think it would happen. 
Depends yeah. what it's made from, I guess. So, I well, moving on to, well, it still doesn't leave much to the imagination, but uh, a little bit more covered up. Um, the announcement that Metacom Toys uh, debuting their final figure from the Christopher Nolan Batman film series uh, action figure. And this is, uh, a, well, Marfex, Mafex. Uh, mm. Anyway, that stands for Miracle Action Figure. Um, this is the last figure in the line of six-inch uh, action figures yeah, from the Nolan Batman films, and it is Catwoman. So this is Anne Hathaway in her uh, snug-fitting costume, and um, she is really, 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 really articulated. <laughs> She's so articulated that in a couple of the shots, her shoulder looks like it's actually coming out of the socket. Yes. Um, look, you know, if articulation is your thing, then you're just going to love this figure. She looks like she could do pretty much anything. Um, but then again, she's a six-inch action figure, and she comes out um, at $50, and she looks like she's got a few extra little bits and pieces, such as um, the goggles that go on the head. Sorry. Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. <laughs> and, uh, no mention of whether. Yeah, she's got bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. So, but anyway, are the goggles re- removable though? Because it doesn't almost doesn't look like they are. Oh, meaning they either sit on her face or they sit above her head, one or the other. Yeah, looks like the goggles might be, but she definitely you can't remove the mask. Or that looks like it's. Um, I hate the texture on that. Me too. I, I, I don't like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the, what's really weird is it looks like she's covered in press studs or something like that. It almost <laughs> looks like it's armour instead of like a leather outfit. And the close-up of her face kind of says to me that she's got a, a serious skin infection. So it'll just be the resolution on my computer, but anyway. Um, so, look, you know, for those people who have been collecting these, you'll be thrilled to know that they're actually going to finish the line, which is always nice. <laughs> All right, well, moving on and um, falling into the category of doesn't really impress me, but it does kind of impress me, um, is the announcement of a Sideshow Collectibles Spider-Man classic statue based on the artwork of J. Scott Campbell. Um, Why are we talking about this, you wonder? Well, that's because they've taken the existing J. Scott Campbell statue that came out in the... um, the, the trilogy with Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy, and they've rejigged this statue to have a more classic appearance. So the J. Scott Campbell one had sort of the larger um, eye lenses, and the blue was sort of a lighter blue. This one's um, got a much more of a Ditko feel with the, the smaller eye lenses, but the heavier black um, around the white lenses, but also the blue is much, much darker, like in the original um, Amazing Spider-Man comics. Um, so, you know, it's a... It's a beautiful-looking statue, and I actually think it, imp- uh, it improves on the original. I like this a lot better than the first Campbell one, but, you know, I'm just not a fan of this repackaging existing statues thing. Um, you know, we've seen this, you know, originally from from Bowen and, uh, and of course, Kodu uh, do it as well, and now we're starting to see Sideshow getting into the acts, um, such as the, the White Storm premium format, the White Deadpool premium format, the Green Poison Ivy. Uh, and now they've done that with Spider-Man. So, I don't know, it just cheapens the addition size to me of the um, the other statue. And, but, um, I don't know, I wonder if the sculptor actually gets any more out of it. So, yeah. being it's solicited as a completely separate piece. Don't know, I, don't I, know. I, I like the colour, though. I really like is, the colour yeah. they've done on that. The, the, the yeah, darker yeah. blue-black. Um, looks like they've done a lot of tone work in it. Mm, you know, mm. to, to break it up. Yeah. It's not just a solid color. Yeah, it's definitely an improvement over the first one. So, 
Um, but look, this one will come out in May 2015, and I'll set you back 300 bucks. So that makes it a um, uh, a comic hit, I believe. Yeah, th- these things definitely uh, create ripples in the collector world um, because some people get very upset about you know <laughs> repackaging of things that they bought. They feel like it cheapens the overall value of the original, but I don't know if it does. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just not a fan. I just think, you know, bring out a product, announce an edition size, go with it, and move on. Um, yeah, my, um, um, my thing, and I think we've talked about this before with things like the poison ivy, green with envy, um, etc., is that when you don't know that another version is coming, you can't make an informed choice about the one that you like the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in my last piece of news, uh, some Kickstarter news, and that is that there is a new action figure Kickstarter called the Eon Quest, um, and it's up and running, and this is a new series of collectible five-and-a-half-inch action figures. So apparently this is going to revolutionise the five-and-a-half-inch action figure industry by being probably the only five-and-a-half-inch action figure line. But anyway, this looks like a pretty wacky, fun uh, line with lots of... um, Lots of human, alien, animal, cyborg hybrids um, probably fit in, um, not so much scale-wise with your Masters of the Universe, but in uh, just, I guess, that theme um, with various sort of robot-looking dudes. Um, they, they have names such as Captain Wolf Moon, the Magmoid, um, Starbreaker, Uplink. Uh, anyway, it looks like a bit of fun. Go and check out Kickstarter. Type in Eon Quest. That's E-O-N Quest. And um, have a bit of a look. Very good fun. Yeah, yeah. They, they do look fun. Well, yeah. well, they look like fun. And thank you for all of that, Ben. Scott, great, great job presenting the news this week, boys. Thank, thank you very you. much. And after that, we got to come back because, you know, it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game. It's time for everybody's favorite game. Name that. And every week I come on, I play some sounds, and you guys guess what they are. And win prizes and glory in, you know, the forum for it. So. Oh, we're giving glory away now, are we? Yeah. Oh, cool. No laugh, but... <laughs> oh, dear. Zing. <laughs> anyway, we played a sound last week. We'll put that right here. Out exploring the hidden valley, he spots an a member trapped high on a ledge. He must get a message back to base. Quickly, assembles his action pack of But wait, the mountain is rumbling. A rock slide. Will get through in time? Yes, but only just. Suddenly, roadblock. He'll have to take his chances in the river. Well, gentlemen, I always ask, you got any guesses? Well, it sounds very adventury. Hmm... Sounds like Jungle Jim. <laughs> the adventure part was probably a better thing. What about you, it's, Mr. Scott? Oh, I don't know. Did they ever do James Bond action figures? Um, they did some for Moonraker, but that is not what this is. It's not James Bond. Some sort of action man. It, it sounded British. It, it is not British. It's actually Australian. Oh, wow. Okay, well, there you go. Yep. This is a, and, um, 
I'm probably going to screw this up, but it's a Ken Bright G.I. Joe commercial for the Adventure Team figures. You know, the big 12-inch Joes. Uh, <laughs> so close. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of related to Action Man, and it was, you know, obviously Adventure Team, so... Um, well, I don't know. Maybe it was pre-Adventure Team, but it was it was definitely an Australian 12-inch G.I. Joe commercial. So, I'd say that would have been before my time in Australia, so I'm absolved from not knowing. Yeah, from, fair enough. Yeah. The, the commercial might even be before Ben's time because he's just a young, young pup. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, please. I'm, gone. I'm gone not that, that young. He's no, no, let's stick with that. <laughs> he's young enough. Yeah, so I even played an Australian commercial, so you guys can be happy. An American accent. Damn it. It's an American accent. I don't don't make the commercials. Truth. I just... That is true. You know, I just spin them, so... And (laughs) speaking of that, we probably should put a new one right maybe, maybe here. We probably should. Two opposing armies of prehistoric battle beasts... And we should probably do that one more time. We probably should. Two opposing armies of prehistoric battle beasts. They fear nothing. Well, guys, if if I was listening to that sound and I thought I knew where it was or what it was, what should I do? Where should I go? Um, you should uh, dress in women's clothing. And run out into the street barefoot. Well, I call that Tuesday, but... Uh, okay, yeah. But anyone else uh, should go to afpforum.com and find the Name That thread and post a guest. Or, of course, they could answer on our Facebook page or Twitter. Yes, they could. So, Ben, if, if I had a guest and I was new to this... What, what could I get if I got that guess right? Uh, some painted uh, AFB winter socks. Oh, yeah. Yep. We're darning them now. Yes. We've done a lot of things on this show. We sure have, yes. Mm. No, we've, we've, we've got a special team of sock darners. Yep. Darnings, darning the AFB socks. Yeah. Um, has anybody traded in points for the, the autographs yet from last week? Um, uh, for mine, yeah. I've uh, actually given away quite a few. Yeah. 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 So, yours, yours not so much. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I got rid of hundreds, but I had to include a $20 note with each. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if, if you do get points, you can uh, trade those in for fortune and glory on the forum, but if you'd rather play the picture version because staring at pictures all day at work is, you know, a time diversion. Um, you can do that at deviantfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I remember to post them. That would be good. Yeah, that would be good if I remember to post them. And I'm sorry if I haven't because I've been busy, unfortunately. <laughs> but, and you could always go over to the forum and guess on those as well and still get points. So it all works out for everybody. We will move on because we've got a tantalizing trio of toys to talk about this week, and we'll come back right back with the first of our Toys of the Week. Kids, 
Introducing G.I. Joe and the rugged G.I. Joe Adventure Team. As Joe is out exploring the hidden valley, he spots an adventure team member trapped high on a ledge. He must get a message back to base. Quickly, Joe assembles his action-packed escape car. But wait, the mountain is rumbling. A rock slide. Will Joe get through in time? Yes, but only just. Suddenly, roadblock. He'll have to take his chances in the river. This calls for the action-packed rescue raft. Joe gets it together and heads down the rapids. He makes base and delivers his message. In no time, a member of the team is heading to the rescue in the new turbocopter action pack. He spots Joe, but can he get down to rescue him? Yes, rescue accomplished. New G.I. Joe stands head and shoulders above all other adventurers. Everything about him is real, even his hair. G.I. Joe and G.I. Joe action packs sold separately from Ken Bright. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, and it's a toy of the week because we have three this week. The first person up is Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben, tell us what you got. Thank you, Mr. Nerd. Um, I am reviewing the Magic the Gathering Series 1 Chandra Nalar action figure. Now, this is from Funko Legacy Collection. So this is Funko branching out into six-scale action figures. Um, I've talked about their uh, Game of Thrones figures in the past, so this is their follow-up property, uh, Magic the Gathering, obviously, and Series 1 contains uh, six figures. And um, Chandra Nalar is uh, the the reason I'm doing her is she's the one that I saw first um, and got me interested in this particular line. So she, um, well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, she looks uh, humanoid, um, human, so she doesn't have sort of elfies or anything like that. And um, the most obvious thing about her is, well, it looks like her head's on fire. Um, <laughs> her hair is bright orange and it looks all flamey, uh, etc. Um so, you know, I guess really in the scheme of things, she's, you know, a, a, well, in I guess the law of Magic the Gathering, she's a planeswalker. Um, really, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I could go into the, the whole background, but it, it really just doesn't matter. She's just a, a pretty cool-looking figure. Um, this line of figures, I guess, it, uh, it runs into all the usual tropes in that Series 1 features, sort of like the, um, you know, the barbarian guy, the, um, the elvish sort of chicken green, um, you know, the, the necromancer looking woman, the, um, half human, half, you know, um, animal looking, you know, all, all the usual tropes that you get with fantasy figures. But, um, I think in the scheme of things, that's actually not a bad thing. Um, you know, having generic fantasy figures on the shelf for, for people to buy, I think that's actually a really good idea. Um, this wave of figures, there's six in the first um, series, um, you know, it contains uh, enough breadth and, um, you know, interest that uh, no matter what you what it is that, that takes your fancy, you'd actually um, find a figure to match that. So I actually think that's really, really good. So seeing just you know, generic stuff on the shelf like that. Um, we haven't seen anything like this since um, DC Collectibles did the uh, World of Warcraft figures. And uh, a lot of those in Australia were very, very expensive. Um, not only did they have a, a high um, suggested retail price, but also, you know, they had large packaging, which adds to shipping, et cetera, et cetera. So it wasn't a cheap line to collect. Um, so this is actually a lot of fun. Um, 
Look, these will set you back anywhere in the vicinity of 20 to 25 US dollars. From what I understand, they're sort of available pretty much everywhere, uh, especially where you found uh, Game of Thrones figures. Um, the packaging that these figures come in is um, very similar to the Game of Thrones. So I'd say, you know, pretty much came out of the same factory. Um, it's a, a window box packaging. Now, this is my preferred packaging. Um, I think, you know, this is the, the new way of doing it. I think the days of the blister card are, are long gone. The days of sealing figures in, um, like Necker tend to do is long gone. Um, this is, you know, these stack nicely on a shelf. They do actually have peg holes, so you can actually hang them on hooks if you need to. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, a really nice way to do it. Um, so unlike the Game of Thrones figures, which were predominantly black with some white highlights, this is the opposite. These are predominantly white boxes with some, you know, um, black highlights. Uh, the Magic the Gathering logo is quite prominent, um, across the top, including the, the character's name and uh, the number in the series. Um, it is actually collector friendly. You simply pop open the uh, the top or the bottom, and the tray slides out. Um, there is a couple of you know twist ties that uh, are taken care of fairly easily, and the figure just you know pops out of the plastic tray. So for those um, who want to sort of keep the figure, um, uh, well, actually you know it, it makes it easy if you ever end up moving, you can pop them back in the box and that sort of thing. So this is a 2014 release. I actually picked this up this week. I believe they've been out for probably about a month now in in the US. Um, Moving on now to the sculpt, um, I actually think the sculpt is fantastic. This is a really nifty looking figure. As I said, this is actually the character that, that drew me to this um, series. I've actually got the, the whole series on order. Um, she's, as I said, a humanoid. She's dressed in a, well, it's sort of hard to describe. She's got this sort of combination, um, chain mail, uh, She's got some plate here and there. She's got some, um, you know, leather skirt. She's got a, a you know, a, a, I don't know. It's hard to tell whether it's a leather sort of bustier or whatever it is. But um, look, it's a, a typical fantasy figure, some fingerless gloves, big boots, a um, couple of sort of hoses sticking out here and there. Really nicely done. Uh, something that is a little bit different is the leather skirt that she's wearing. In the original solicitation, the edges of the skirt sort of show a type of a fire effect. And um, they clearly, clearly look sculpted on. But in the final figure, they're actually just painted on um, and not particularly well. It's just painted in a, a really drab brown colour. So that's something that's actually changed between solicitation and the final figure, which is you know, a little bit disappointing. But um, look, the overall design, it's um, its hard to fault. There's some really nice detail in the chainmail. Her hair is beautifully done. It actually does look like flames. She's got these sort of nifty goggles um, on her forehead, which don't seem to be affected by the flames at all. Uh, and they look pretty good. Um, some nice little sort of uh, touches on the armour and things like that, and the gloves too. There's some nice sort of rivets and things going on. Um, so, you know, overall, I'd say the sculpt is uh, is you know, quite a, a good attempt. This is uh, It says that it's um, from a gentle giant sculpt, so Funko are obviously subcontracting to those guys. And, uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm really happy with the way it looks. Um, moving on from the sculpt, uh, we go to paint, and this is where things go downhill rapidly um the single most obvious thing with the paint is there are no secondary colors uh, on any part of her body except her hair so her hair's been done with a couple of different colors to really give it that flame effect i think they could have actually tried a bit harder and gone a bit lighter with some yellow um it looks like they've used maybe three colors perhaps um she's cast in flesh colored plastic so everything else has been painted over but 
every other part of her body is done in a single colour. The chainmail sort of shirt she's wearing underneath has been done in sort of a, a chainmail metal colour, but there's no um, black wash over it to go into sort of the recesses or anything like that, no silver to go on the um, to, to bring out the highlights. Any other part of the plate armour, such as on her shoulders or her um, over her knees, is just done in a single metallic colour. Her boots are a single brown colour. Um, her skirt is a single brown colour. So they've made no effort whatsoever to add washes or highlights to any part of this figure whatsoever. So, you know, the question becomes, is that an intentional choice? Was that just done as part of the design to give it this particular look and feel? Um, or, or have they just simply cheaped out? Uh, really hard to say. I, I don't know. Um, when you hold the figure in your hand, it's not overly noticeable, but then when you start sort of looking at it, if you've ever customised a figure, you sort of sit back and you think, you know, this could actually be improved. There could actually be some little bits here and there that would really um, contribute to a, a better-looking figure. Um, there is actually slop here and there, which is actually quite disappointing, but it's not so much the slop, it's actually the opposite of slop, and that is that um, there's actually a lot of chips out of the paint. Uh, her hair, in any number of places, the orange is actually flaked or, or chipped off and you can see the the flesh color underneath um that's happened in a number of places it's also happened on part of her gloves um the thing is this was actually the better figure the the shop where i bought these from actually had um, two of each figure so i had the opportunity to compare um and this was the better of the two so um once again you know i said this about the game of thrones figures that i don't think i would actually order them um online i'd actually only pick them up in the flesh because i'd want to look at them first and the same thing applies for this line there's no way i'd actually be ordering these online and, and risking um some of these issues um some of the other figures that i picked up when i was actually comparing them um, the faces had slight deformities which made them look really odd um the, the head had just come out of the mold and looked really peculiar um so that's really really disappointing but um dude <sighs> I mentioned that it could be a design choice or it could actually be skimping out. Well, I actually think it is skimping out because as soon as I took this figure out of the package, her head fell off. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Yes, and the neck articulation. What do you expect when your hair is on fire? Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would make a great sort of headless horse one thing, you know, she could hold her burning <laughs> head in her hands or something like yeah. that. Um, but what her, her neck joint consists of is basically uh, a pin with a ball on either end. And so the ball is stuck into the neck and then, of course, another ball is supposed to go up into um, the inside of her head. Um, I actually sat there and thought, oh, okay, it's fallen off. I'll pop it back on. Um, for, for love nor money, I could not get that head to go back on. I, I simply could not get the ball to go into the socket inside um, her neck. Uh, and I just, I was pushing as hard as I could. Nothing happened. I had no choice but to resort to the hot water. And um, so, you know, I popped her in some warm water and sure enough, the head pops straight on uh, and it's fine. I've actually, you know, yanked on it to make sure that um, the head didn't pop off. But when I yanked on the head to see if it would actually pop off, the um, torso joint came undone. And so her torso came away from the rest of her body. Um, <laughs> and I had a look and you could see where that joint had actually um, uh, weakened, basically. It didn't look particularly strong in the first place. And so... It goes back on sort of fairly easily and, and sits quite comfortable. But if I pull hard enough, it just pops straight out again. Uh, in fact, I think if she fell off a shelf, she would probably break in half. So, you know, that's actually really, really disappointing as well. Um, you know, that's just, yeah, it's just you, not good enough. You would have thought they would have had some of that worked out. 
after doing series one of Game of Thrones and making corrections that Well that's exactly right. And that's that was pretty much where I was going is, you know, the first wave of Game of Thrones figures copped a lot of criticism because of the quality assurance. Um they you know, they assured fans that with the uh, the second release um, of those wave of figures that they had actually corrected um, the issues. Well, they certainly haven't managed to pass those on to these figures. So, you know, you shouldn't have a figure whose head, you know, isn't even on in the packet. Um, I think if she wasn't sitting so well in the tray, the head would have been actually been rolling around inside the packaging. Um, in terms of articulation, I think I counted 24. It's all pretty standard in uh, the shoulders, the hips, um, and uh, the, the knees. She's got double-jointed knees, single-jointed um, elbows. The wrists, um, you've got good movement in the wrists with the sort of the pin and disc. Um, she's got ankle rockers, so that, that certainly helps with, um, with posing, but, um, the ankle rockers are on an odd angle. So if you actually try to rock her ankles from side to side, instead of going side to side, they kind of go at a 45 degree angle instead. So if you actually wanted to stand with her feet completely <coughs> sort of flat in a standing position, her feet aren't, um, parallel with each other. The toes are actually sort of uh, pointing out slightly, which doesn't make a, a big deal. It's just kind of a, an odd design choice. So in addition to the usual articulation, you've got the, the head joint, as I described, and there's one of those, um, it's not an ab crunch, it's one of those sort of, um, you know, chest articulation where you can actually rotate a 360 degrees around on that joint. Um, so, you know, all in all, it's actually not too bad. How much is the hip articulation limited by that skirt? You can... You can get it up to probably about um, 50, like if you lift one of her legs straight up uh, as if she's, you know, kicking someone in front of her, she can probably get just over 45 degrees, maybe 50 degrees before the skirt starts to um, impact on it. The skirt is actually made of a really flexible rubber, like it's actually, you know, if you, if you gently pull on it, it stretches. So um, that is actually quite useful in, you know, helping to not restrict the movement. So, but I don't think you'd get her into too many sort of crazy uh, poses. I'd leave that for some of the other figures. So they've done about, I, I don't think that's actually, um, uh, a limitation with the figure. I think they've done about as well as you could based on that sort of design. Uh, in terms of, um, sorry, you're going to say something? No, I just, I was thinking, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of accessories, she comes with one single little, um, fireball-y thing. Um, hard to describe exactly what it is. It just looks like, um, a fireball that, you know, the green goblin might throw. Uh, again, what's really frustrating about this, it's actually quite a small thing and she's got quite small hands, but there's no obvious way of connecting this with her hands. So I guess the idea is you would actually just stick her, um, arm out with a palm up, um, you know, rotate her hand around, palm up, and then this thing would actually just sit on her um, on her palm as if she's just holding a ball of fire in her hand. Uh, but because there is no way to attach it, there's no magnet, there's no peg hole, um, it doesn't sort of, um, you know, her, her hand is actually quite open. Um, it just doesn't sit particularly well. So you'd have to very, very carefully balance her and, and then, um, you know, stick this thing on her hand and hope that, you know, nobody walks past and accidentally bumps your shelf because um, bumps your bookcase or something like that because this thing is going flying. Um, again, that's really disappointing. I think they probably could have uh, included another one. Two would have been nice. Um, 
But, you know, look, overall, she is actually a good-looking figure. If she's standing on the shelf, she actually looks really good. The design works quite well. The the flaming hair is a, a definite standout. Um, so, you know, look, I think I'm going to enjoy this series. I'm definitely going to pick up the rest of the figures uh, in the wave, and I look forward to sort of future releases. I, I just hope that um, Funko can, can up their game because, um, you know, they're, they're breaking into the six-inch market and they need to make a, a bigger bang than this, I think. So overall, um, I think I'm probably going to give her maybe six and a half dollies out of ten. Hmm. Yeah, that's not a good effort right out of the box. Well, if I if she's standing on my desk here next to my microphone, she looks great. Like she she looks like a fun figure. But you know, you shouldn't have a figure whose head falls off out of the packaging, whose um, yeah. you know torso joint comes apart. Um, you know, give her an accessory that she can't really hold. Um, and, you know, some, um, you know, crappy paint apps. Yeah. So, oh, the other thing I forgot to mention is with the packaging, um, the tray, when it slides out of the, um, the out of box, there's kind of like a, an L shaped piece of cardboard that, that sits, that the tray sits in. And, um, it's just a white piece of cardboard. And so it's, um, you know, the typical brown cardboard on one side, but in the, it's the white glossy cardboard on the other side. Um, whoever put the cardboard in my packaging actually put it the wrong way around. Uh, so uh-huh. instead of actually having the white glossy, you know, cardboard in the background behind the figure, it was just plain brown cardboard. So <laughs> it's wow. like, you know, you just, it just brings up that meme of, you know, you had one job. Yeah. You had one job. Take this box, take the L shaped piece of white cardboard, stick it in there, stick the plastic tray in there and you're done. <laughs> and, um, you know, you couldn't even get that right. So, um, yeah, Funko, you're going to need to up your game. All right. Well, mm. thank you for that, Ben. And, and thanks for taking one for the team, it sounds like. And that'll wrap up Ben's Toy of the Week. And when we come back, we will be talking about new things we've added to our collections. This is Major Matt Mason, Mattel's Man in Space. Ready for every adventure with all his official equipment. The space station, protected by solar shields. The moon suit, designed for exploration. The space crawler that keeps on going no matter what. Get them together or separately. And share the exciting adventures of Major Matt Mason, Mattel's new Man in Space. Well, we're all here because we gather and collect stuff and feeding the addictions where we take time to kind of ask everybody, hey, what'd you get? What'd you pick up? What do you, what do you, what do you got to add to your collection this week? And Ben, I think we know one thing you've added to your collection, but what else have you added? Yes, indeed. I, uh, as I mentioned, picked up the Magic the Gathering figure. Um, there's six figures in the first wave, as I mentioned, if you listen to the previous review. Uh, and I picked up three of the six figures, and I'll get the other three uh, probably next week. Um, it just so happens I picked up the three females, and that is um, Chandra Nalar. Mm, uh, it just so happens. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Liliana Vess, who's the human sort of female um, necromancer. She's the sort of the purpley. Uh, purple and black sort of dressed chicky and um, Nissa Rivane, who's um, the elf. Um, she's, uh, you'd normally think that she'd be the ranger, you know, being an elf and dressed in green, but she's uh, a bit of a sorcerer as well. Um, and uh, the other figure I saw in the store had a horrible, horrible head on the, on it. So I was very lucky to get the one that I did that she looks normal. So yeah, I picked up those three figures and quite keen to open up the other two and have a bit of a look and see how they, uh, they fare. Um, and the other thing is I pre-ordered a really, really expensive statue. Well, she is. 
death dealer. <gasps> Thank you so much for doing that because now I can point to that the next time that my wife complains about the things I collect and say, but Ben got that. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up finding out from ARH Studios that shipping was considerably less than my uh, my estimate. So I decided to take the plunge. Oh, that is so awesome. Wow. So, yes. So now I'll just, you know, thankfully they do a payment plan, so I'll just pay it off over the next nine months. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. Do they take organs? Well, I don't have any left to give. <laughs> That's right. You're already purely I'm, synthetic, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm running on fumes, baby. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations. That'll be fun when it comes out. <laughs> Yeah. I tell you what, I, I seriously had a case of the sweats when the, the mouse was hovering over the buy it now button. And yeah. uh, Mrs. Shake was going, just order it, just order it. And it's like, it's too much. I can't do it. She's like, oh, just, I'll come over and press it. <laughs> so it was nice to have her endorsement. Indeed. Well, good. Good deal. Now, now are you going to have to build like a wing on your house to put it in? or? Uh, I, I have been sort of walking around and strategically looking as to where it will go because um, – uh, to say it'll be the biggest statue I own to date will be an understatement because um, it's 31 inches tall, uh, which is yeah. in the vicinity of about 77 centimetres. Wow. So we shall wow. see. Yes. It, it just so happens that it ships roughly around my 10th wedding, wedding anniversary, so that's what ah. um, pushed me over the line. Huh. Good job. Oh, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Mm. I haven't got anything that big. I picked up... Uh, some more Doctor Who figures. I think last time I'd got the tenth Doctor, oh, and yes. so um, I was at Walgreens and they had Amy Pond, and then I was at another Walgreens and they had uh, a Dalek. So I've got a Dalek, I've got Amy Pond, uh, and I got a Lego pig suit guy. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all in the same breath, but not in the same set. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and all at Walgreens. All nice. Walgreens, which which still has their. Yoda fabrications because nobody will buy them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just had to go there, didn't you? Yep. Man, oh, you I'm sure come can back in hold 10 a minutes grudge. When it's over. <laughs> I did see the uh, Rocket Raccoon one, and I almost got him, but I just I, I couldn't do it. Why? I don't know. Because it doesn't, you know, I mean, everything else I have isn't fabric, and I was just, I don't know. Did you think he was cute? Well, it's Walgreens, so there's sick people in there, and that whole open box thing, there's you know, with the front. I, I just I, <laughs> germs. There's sick people in there. Well, there's... there is. People go in there to get their prescriptions. Who mixes sick people and toys other than us? I know. Not sick like st- that's you know, right. Like they've sick. stolen our shtick. Oh, oh, oh! You mean ill? Oh, so God. Yes. same thing, really. I mean, they could have Ebola now. Mm, true. Uh, what if I got a you know Ebola affected infected? Oh my gosh! Ask me what I got, John. Okay, what did you? <laughs> um, not a lot, but I got the uh, two new DC collectibles figures: the Earth Two Hawk Girl that I'm going to be talking about a bit later, and then I also got the Batgirl. Um, I mentioned last show that uh, there's some really dodgy uh, eye painting out there on Batgirl, but I managed to find uh, a totally acceptable one um, at the Adelaide Comic Center. Uh, there's a chap there called Adam who is just, he's not our Adam, he's another Adam, uh, who is just awesome and he knows that I am a picky paint person and he's quite happy to 
walk around the store with me and say, what about this one? What about this one? <laughs> and then he tried to tempt me with other things as well that I managed to resist mostly. Um, so <laughs> uh, but yeah, great. Um, it's the kind of thing that, that makes you, you know, really keen to go back to a shop when somebody remembers you and, um, you know, remembers what you like and that sort of yes. thing. So it's good. Yes. Still looking for a Supergirl that doesn't have the Google eyes. Mm. It's going to be a challenge. I suspect so. <laughs> it's going to be a challenge. Um, and I do have a big, I have a big bad toy store pile of loot on the way. Um, so yay. Sweet. Yay. Oh, good. Stuff. And I got another, uh, game of Thrones mystery mini, uh, of Tyrion. I forgot that. <laughs> oh, good on you. <laughs> not, a, not another Joffrey. <laughs> no. So I have two Joffreys and two Tyrions, but one of the, one of the Tyrions has the, the face scar and one of them doesn't. So oh, I'm okay. okay Spoiler. Old spoiler. <laughs> Darn it. Darn it. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, if if that's it, we will we will move on. And when we come back, Adam will be talking about his toy of the week. Ah, the father and son road trip. Just a little imagination and you're good to go. Desert highways, scenic vistas, overly active wildlife. Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells extra hair? Nice. Yes, when you build together, the possibilities are endless. So, gentlemen, hold on to your hats and start your Lego road trip today at buildtogether.com. Tonight, I'm going to be reviewing a toy that I acquired some years ago. It's uh, from Shocker Toys, and it is the Max. This is based on the Sam Keith-created character from the mid-90s. He's a big purple dude with a bit of yellow, big claws, and a giant fuck-off pair of shoes. Um, Those that remember the Max from either the comic books or the the MTV TV show will remember that he's not exactly um, a slender fellow. He's not exactly minute, so it's a a great rendition. And uh, jump into the, the details now. So I would have got this toy when it was released. Uh, I think that was around 2012. It seems to be hard for me to recall and hard to come by figures. Uh, toy, as I've said, is produced by Shocker Toys. I think um, at the time there was a lot of a lot of problems with people thinking they weren't going to get their toy or they didn't get their toy. Um, I managed to actually get mine, so I'm quite happy with that. Um, so the less we talk about that, possibly the better. So it is indeed an action figure. Um, I think at the time it probably went for around forty to fifty dollars US. It now seems to be going for around a hundred dollars on eBay. Um, all I can say is Nina, Nina, I got mine. Um, in terms of packaging, it comes on a a a horrible, horrible blister card. Um, it's one of the ugliest things I've seen for a good long time. Um, it's basically just standard blister, so bit of plastic tray, blister, that's it. Um, no great artwork, no nothing like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, not at all collector-friendly in terms of the packaging. The sculpt is completely amazing. I mean, it's one of those things where I guess it could have been very easy to stuff it up and at the same time very hard to stuff it up. Um, because he's got such a, a huge upper body and he's got huge feet... Um, he balances well. I can imagine that it's a, a horrible figure to have if it's got loose joints anywhere. Mine does not. 
Um, I've seen a couple of people online had said that they had loose joints in places. Um, but yeah, it's the one thing I will say is if you want to try and pose him in running poses, um, you're going to need an action figure stand. The the upper bulk of his body, leave alone um, having a foot off the ground, there's no way that one of the hip joints will hold it, um, and there's no way it'll balance, even with the huge foot um, flooring it on the other side. So I guess that's a little bit of a problem, but hey, look, what do you expect? The guy's massive. He probably comes in at around, I'd say, easily 10 inches. Um, this is not scientific measuring time. This is eyeball time. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with the sculpt. The swap-out heads, so one is the um, modern-day, real-world, as much as you're going to get, head, and um, the other one is the Outback Chamonix headdress head. Um, swapping heads out, the head joint, as you can hear, it's really stiff. I'm not going to try and take that off. I haven't done it for a long time. I seem to recall getting heads off and on was difficult, and um, I wasn't willing to risk the Outback head in trying to put that one on. Uh, or swap it on and off regularly, so I've left it with the, the street head and we'll go with that. Uh, on to the paint. Well, let's be honest, he's a big purple guy, um, so there's a lot of purple. There's a, a good amount of detailed shading. It's not just a simple wash, they've actually gone and done it properly, so there's a lot of, in the musculature, bits of black and it's gradually faded out, so that looks fantastic. Um, the forearms, yes, they've got the yellow and black flamey bits coming off of them, or painted on. Uh, the feet are the, the big brown, kind of leathery, fabricy, kind of bandagey looking things with um, medic, the metal studs and rings. They look great. Head looks great. The issue with the paint, and there is one, is when you look at the wrists and then you look at the hand. The hand is a very glossy yellow. Um, the wrist is a much duller yellow, so that's a bit of a mismatch. Uh, enough that it'll bother you much, I don't think it will, but you will notice it. Um, articulation, well, yes, this is ridiculous. So his head is on a ball joint at the neck. Uh, the shoulders are pretty much just straight rotate, up downy kind of rotation um, into a, a pegged, uh, bicep cut, a ball jointed elbow, and a ball jointed um, hand. It's on a socket. You get a, an ab crunch and rotation, so that's nice. You get to the hips. The hips are silly. So the hips are ball jointed, so there's a ball joint connecting the inner part of the hip, so it's two segmented hip, uh, to the groin. And then there's um, Further rotation, it seems like it's probably a peg rotation uh, from the outer hip through to the, the top of the thigh. The knee is a two-joint knee, so that's good. Um, and the foot seems to be on another ball joint, um, since it can rock side to side and up, down, forwards, back. Yep, so that's fantastic. Um, no issues with that for the Max. He does have accessories. His accessories are the three types of is that got seen um so you get a white is 
so the Outback kind. You get the Blackies, which is what they look like when they come over to the real world, and you've got the Pink Sarah Fairy Ears. None of those guys have articulation. Um, I think it's kind of a little bit rude to complain, but at the same time, how awesome would it have been if you you'd got um, properly articulated ears? Or if we'd had a, a separate pack of ears that you could buy, kind of dozens and dozens of them, and make huge piles of them, trying to strangle the max to death. That would have been fantastic. Uh, so in terms of posability, playability, uh, yeah. Like I said, um, considering that for much of at least the MTV show, a lot of the fighting was between the max and, and pile and pile and pile of is. And Mr. Gone, I don't think they ever released a Mr. Gone figure. I could be wrong. Um, the is, like I say, you would have to have just mountains of them for it to be a real kind of playability scenario. But if you wanted to play Max versus whoever else, you'll have plenty of fun with that. Um, just be prepared that the Max is going to be massively bigger than any other figure you put it against. Which, you know, is probably about right, because in the, the comics and the show he was pretty massive even when he was hunched over he would have been kind of six seven foot tall so that looks about right to you know two scale kind of thing um posability well with all the articulation it's just ridiculous i've had no issues with it i typically leave mine on a bookshelf in kind of the the laid back one leg extended one leg hanging down kind of centerfold photo shoot uh kind of pose couple of ears between the legs, one in the elbow, and uh, look, there's there's nothing more sexy than that really is there. Um, yeah, I've, I've found this a thoroughly enjoyable action figure for the time I've had it. I don't often feel the need to move it around a lot, um, and it is a great little talking point. Um, in terms of an overall dolly rating, the hands, yeah, that's a little bit annoying. Um... The difficulty that you'll have in replacing heads, that's a little bit annoying. Um, and I feel it's its uh, its really, in my mind, you know, you knew that the ears weren't articulated when you were buying it. Um, there's no need to complain about that. So I'd overall give this about 8.5 to 9 out of 10. I think it's a really fantastic figure, guys. Um, yeah, so that's my review. Thanks a lot. Dressed this way, she's a Navy Wayne. But beneath that uniform, she is the Wonder Woman doll. And now you can create your own Wonder Woman adventures with these other dolls. Major Steve Trevor, Nubia, Wonder Woman, Super Foe. Gotcha, Major. Wonder Woman, hurry! I'll save you, Major. As soon as I tap a few loose ends. Wonder Woman, Major Steve Trevor, and Nubia doll sold well, we have to say thank you to Adam for that, and we will continue our terrorizing trio of toys with Scott's upcoming review, and he's going to start that right here. How come they've turned from tantalizing into terrorizing? <laughs> you said you might have a rant. Oh, I might. It's not. It's not. A, it's more of a, a moan. But anyway, I'm reviewing uh, the latest uh, action figure release from DC Collectibles, which is the Earth Two. Hawk Girl. Now, of the New 52 stuff, um, one series that I have consistently uh, enjoyed is Earth 2. Um, I'm not sure how much longer I can stick with it without James Robinson and uh, Nicholas Scott, um, but it definitely got off to a great start. And I've been enjoying collecting the um, 
figure versions of some of the Earth 2 characters. The first release, the first wave of the Earth 2 um, characters with Flash and Green Lantern and a couple of others had a number of QC problems. Um, so I canceled pre-orders for um, others so that I could start picking them up in person when I saw them. And as I mentioned a moment ago, <clears throat> when I was at the Adelaide Comic Center uh, last week, I picked up a couple, and there were a number of hot girls there, and I firstly saw that none of them seemed to have any, uh, you know, visible paint issues, etc. So there was no, uh, no need to kind of sift and sort through. I was happy with the first one that I saw. Um, so this is sculpted by Sam Greenwell. Um, it's, uh, six and a half inches. If you're not familiar, uh, the Earth 2, uh, this is the new, Earth 2 Hawk Girl, uh, is, um, a treasure hunter, um, not an archaeologist, uh, who falls into stuff in a similar way, but is, you know, quite different, totally different appearance from the, you know, classic Hawks, etc. Um, I love winged characters. I think that they're always really fun, um, toys to get. And I was really interested to see, um, how DC collectibles, um, could improve on the last hot girl that they did, which was in the, uh, that they did two of the JSA hot girls, one in the JSA line and then another in the Justice League line. And both of those had issues. And the main one being that the wings were quite hard to attach. And at least one, I had to boil the figure, um, to make the holes for the wing pegs soft enough to actually get them in. Yikes. Um, yeah. And that was my first kind of, ex- this is going back a while, it was my first experience of actually having to, you know, boil, do, do the boil and pop thing. Um, it's quite terrifying kind of holding a figure by the legs and dipping its head and back mm-hmm. into a little pot of boiling water and thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, the the other thing that... Uh, always frustrated me about the DC direct winged characters was, and just flying characters in general, was that the lack of ankle articulation and particularly ankle ball joints, um, meant that, you know, flying poses always looked a bit silly, um, because they just kind of look like they're levitating off the ground in a standing position, not actually flying. So I was looking forward to seeing how this went. So in terms of packaging, um, the standard, uh, DC Collectibles window box packaging with the Earth 2 label on it. Um, the trays inside, uh, a bottom tray for the wings and then a second, a, a top tray for, um, the figure and accessories. Um, sculpt wise. So the first thing that I noticed is, hey, guess what? No ankle ball joints. So here I am thinking, you know, now that DC Collectibles is doing ankle articulation properly, finally, this is going to be so much better. And we do have ankle articulation, but it is at, it's just the, uh, rotating foot Mm -hmm. thing. So it's really kind of like foot articulation, but no ankle ball joints. So that just blew my mind. Um, to think, you know. Yeah. Mm. Just to think, hold on. Like, you know, they've made this improvement. It's been pretty consistent. Um, why of all characters would you leave them off a flying character? I have no idea, but yes. I just, I feel slight rage 
about it. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, often with wings, you get that sort of um, that that you know topple prone yeah. thing as well. So yeah. you know, any any assistance you can get to, oh, to for counteract sure. that balance for sure. But the the lack of once upon a time when DC Direct didn't do ankle articulation oh well, but now that it is actually becoming standard in the line, the lack of it here I think is pretty inexcusable. Mm. Um, the only other real issue is Hot Girl has got quite a long ponytail and they, they've done, I think, a smart thing in that the ponytail is that soft kind of plastic. So it's malleable. It's not going to kind of snap off or anything, but I think in order to make it flexible and to keep it from kind of, uh, being pulled off the back of her head, they've created a little attachment but once you knock it off, which you do whenever you rotate her head, then it actually, it, it's not hard to put back on, but it's hard to keep on. So she keeps kind of shedding her hair, which, you know, maybe that's a bird woman thing. I don't know, but it's a bit annoying. You know, it's too bad they didn't put like a little ball joint there. Well, that's right. It could have been articulated, I guess. Like, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's just kind of a bit of a, like, hmm, this probably could have been done better thing. So otherwise, sculpt-wise, the detail on her uniform is fine. All of the black sections of her uniform are sculpted, not just painted on, which I always appreciate. There's some really nice detail on her vest and some of the sections of her belt. The wings are really nicely sculpted. They're not, they, they don't have any articulation in them. Uh, they're just joints that slot into the back of her. Uh, back, sorry, slide into her back, so that's why I was struggling. Um, but there's no extra articulation in the wings. They don't fold out, etc. Um, but you can, you can manage quite a number of poses. And like I said, they're a really nice length and strength where they can actually support the figure quite well. So you can do her in kind of standing and stepping on things, poses, etc. And there's definitely room to get a flight stand in, into her waist, which is a, a good thing. But she doesn't come with one, right? She doesn't come with a flight stand. No. No. See, that's that's too bad for a flying figure. Oh, of course. Yeah, but I mean, that's, I guess yeah, that would probably really push these outside of the, um, yeah. you know, the kind of, the, the, the price point, but I agree. She has got some, in terms of the choices of color, it all works well for me except for the helmet, because her helmet in the comics is meant to be a silver and bluish metal helmet, and the the helmet to me in the comics looks more silver with a bluish tint. What they've done to try and represent that is that they've turned it into a, a quite distinct two-tone um, silver on the sides and then blue on the top. But look, but the blue on the top is not metallic looking enough. So if you kind of hold her up to pictures of the comics, etc. It looks quite different. I just don't think they've actually nailed that well. It would have been better to really just try and stick with silver and do a little blue wash. She comes with two accessories. She has got a dagger and a pistol. She has a holster built into her right hip on her uniform that the pistol sits nicely in. And she has... Another interesting little thing that I think is quite a nice touch was that she she actually has 
a what's it's not a holster what's a, the little place that the the dagger goes in um on sheath she, thank you on her right leg like at the ankle level and and that actually works and you can slot the sheath in you oh, know, cool. yeah you slot the sheath hello you can sh- slot the dagger <laughs> in the sheath really nicely so that's a really nice touch um sometimes that might just be painted on but not actually work so i i love being someone who loses accessories and to whom accessories are not the most important thing i love the fact that you can have um, both the pistol and the sheath, not in her hands, but actually there's space for them to be held on the figure. That is the perfect accessory set to me. Mm-hmm. So, all up. Oh, the wings are, the wings paint wise are, they're meant to have a kind of blue tinge to them. They're white with a blue wash over them, which has actually been very, it's very successful. Um, you can actually see, on the the back of the the wings where the wash isn't terribly even and you know but i'm not going to be looking at it from the back so that's okay from the front not noticeable but when you turn it around the 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 wash on the back is not very even there are some quite distinct kind of blue lines etc so not not perfect there i oh sorry that's her falling over (laughs) after oh and her hair came off See, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Can't keep her hair on and uh, can't stand up. No, she can stand up. So I am, I'm going to mark harshly here because I, I mean, first of all, I'm going to, the hair is annoying. That, that, that shouldn't be popping off all the time. This, there's, that could have been manufactured better. I think that paint wise, there's a, there's a loss of point here for just the, I think wrong deco choice on the helmet and then wash issues on the wings and then the loss of not having that the ankle ball joints i think is just inexcusable mm-hmm. in a flying figure so i i like the figure i like the character i actually think you know it's a fun figure and it's probably one of the better ones um it's certainly one of the better ones qc wise in the earth two line but i'm actually going to give her a six Hmm. because of those issues Hmm. so because we are you know we're here to to critique and offer our opinion so yeah and to yeah some of the things might really annoy me but the things that people would look out for when they are uh buying so i'm marking accordingly justin Hmm. will be happy (laughs) well good yeah it's it's always good to hear you know the good and the bad and um, yep. Yeah, that hair. That hair would bug me. Yep. That just I mean, absolutely bug me. I wouldn't put any. I wouldn't tell anyone not to get it. I still think it's a fun figure. If you like the character, you're going to like the figure. Um, but um, just construction-wise, there's definitely some issues. Mm. It's always one of those things where you take it out of the package and you're like, oh, I wish that could just be a little bit better. You know, especially if it's a character you really like. Oh, it's the ankles for me are the thing that I just I made an assumption. All along, because that has been, I, I can't think of another of the DC, of the new 52 ones that I'm sure there are, but you know, all the ones that I can think of that I have have got ankle articulation. And so it never occurred to me that she wouldn't. So when I, that's the thing that just kind of slapped me in the face when I took her out of the box. It's like, what? Yeah. So. yeah. Well, thank you very much for that. And we're going to come back in a minute here and wrap up the show. Hey, Q. 
kids, I'm here to tell you about two extremely famous plumbers, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, from the Super Mario Bros. movie. You want to know what makes them super? Because they triumph over the evil Koopa and his brainless sidekicks, Iggy and Spike, using only their plumbing tools, and they battle the Goombas. Koopa's hideous dino human army. Those Goombas are scary. The Super Mario Bros. action figures from Earl. But don't worry, they're not real. Well, before we finish off, we like to have some feedback if we have it. And you know how we get it is you guys listening, come and send it to us. And you send it to us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And when you send it, you can put it on a rock and throw it in my window. Yay. Or you can put it in a... <laughs> He's finally got note, the heck of that. <laughs> a note in a bottle. And, um, you know, you can send it to, you know, put it in the sea and hopefully the currents will carry it down to Scott. Or you can put it in a bottle of wine and send it to Scott, and it may actually get red on the air. Mm-hmm. So it, the chances would increase. Anyway, I wanted before we start the feedback, I wanted to confirm for you guys. Yeah, our our entire um, knowledge of Australia and its accents is based on uh, Steve Irwin, uh, uh. Crocodile Dundee, and Outback restaurants. <laughs> Gosh, that's that's our entire hooray. Yeah, our entire knowledge of what Australians sound like. So um, I just wanted to confirm that for you. What did you what, what, what's that got to do with it? Last week. You, uh, you, you guys were talking about last oh, week. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, right, My, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd been to an Outback restaurant. It's like the most un-Australian thing. Yeah, it doesn't really have that feel, does no, it? I actually t- showed at work, I got the website up to show them because, you know, they have this thing called the Bloomin' Onion, whatever, <laughs> which is just like... You guys this, don't have those? No, but that is like totally not Australian at all. I even know what blooming is. It's a, it's it's all deep fried too. Like uh. I mean, it's just not. No, that's very it's delicious strange. though. I'm sure it is, but it's just not. It's hilarious. They were killing themselves laughing, um, at, at, at my workplace, and I'm showing them this, and the fact that they serve Foster's beer, which nobody actually drinks in Australia. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you'd actually have to go looking to find Foster's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's an export I, I, beer. Mm. I I understand. So yeah. anyway, we'll move on from that. Because, you know, it's back to our food discussion. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ben, why don't you drop some feedback on us? I shall. And it comes from uh, our uh, almost semi-regular, Eddie3429, who was commenting about our previous episode when Scott reviewed the Sideshow Collectibles 1-6 scale Batman action figure. And he said, Scotty, you said long ears Batman doesn't work because of the face. But you know the faces are swappable, right? Uh, I do now. <laughs> it needed you know, to I was come listening to that and wondering if they were. Oh, they are. And I did, I in the back of my head, as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, of course they are. And I knew that they were. But there was nothing, uh, no instructions, etc., as to how. And, uh, you know, so, yes. So what I had, for, if you had, didn't hear it, what I was saying was that I prefer the long years Batman, but I didn't like the face. Uh, and so I thought that was a shame because you couldn't just display it the way you want, but they are interchangeable. So duh, duh, duh. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. So, so are all three of them interchangeable? I don't know. I haven't, tr- I haven't actually tried since I um, saw that. So I don't know that the brawl portrait one is, mm. uh, it might be, but I mean, I don't know why you would, Yeah. but thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. And, uh, Hold on, Eddie. Yeah. See, we even admit to our mistakes. Oh gosh, yes. 
I, I, I'd be, you know, just in constant denial if I didn't. Well, yeah. true. True. <laughs> well, I have to say great job, gentlemen. And I want to say, you know, if you're listening to this and you really enjoyed it, you know what you can do to help us out? You come over to actionfigureblues.com or afbform.com. Click on some of those links before you do your shopping, you know, your online shopping, because uh, that helps keep the show on the air. Yeah. So, um, Can I mention, I posted on Facebook uh, about a week ago a picture of little old me wearing an Action Figure Blues t-shirt. <laughs> and I said, uh, what, you know, coming soon, how you can get yours? Well, it's coming very soon. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Stay posted. Mm. Yes. Stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned. Do, do they come in extra wide, extra short? I believe they do. Okay. They, they come in a size that fits me, so grief oh. All right. Yeah. I, I did, are they Australian sizes or are they American sizes? Uh, I don't know. I think, well, mm, I don't think it'll be an issue. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Do you have one tall enough for Ben? <laughs> I take H for humongous. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, you know, if, <laughs> your mileage may vary. That's right. Um, but it's trying to be kind and discreet. But there was a, <laughs> there was a, um, a, a flexible sizing chart, but I'll, I'll, we'll save it for the proper announcement. Okay. You'll be able to have AFB stuff soon. That's just what I'm saying. Ooh, stuff. 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 Yeah. Stay tuned for stuff. Stay tuned for stuff. Woohoo. Stuff. I like stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, it's been great. It's been awesome. It has. You guys are probably tired. We are yeah. tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. <laughs> You're tired too, and you've got a day ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have That's um okay. husbandly duties today to are you are you carrying hey, around Hey, 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 let's not get into the personal stuff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but last weekend was um we had a, a a show where Tracy had a booth, you know, for some of her painted items and furniture yeah. and things. Yeah. So Friday was take it all down there, Saturday all day was the show, and then Sunday was cleaning up, you know, everything and taking whatever back and so it was kind of kind of a move stuff last weekend, you know, moving stuff here and there weekend. Yeah. And then while it was going on, I was carrying stuff out to people's cars and stuff. And it was good. It was good. A lot of fun. Well, uh-huh. you, I think you're a very good um, husband to help with all that. I'll, I'll have to play this for her now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did play something for her from the show um, last week. Actually, I think it was when we were heading down there. It was uh, the uh, my uh, when you were talking about my uh, storage unit guy was a predator. <laughs> 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 I was just an unfortunate um, pause. That's all. <laughs> That's the small things, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, okay. gentlemen, Alrighty. awesome as always, and uh, we will say good night. Stay away from predator storage, guys. That's right. Auf Wiedersehen. Good night. Good night, Argentina. Yeah, bye bye. Don't cry for me. I won't. You too, Argentina. Bye. <laughs>
the Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigurebluescom by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. They get the guess right in the form. What do they get? <laughs> oh, cat's cut his tongue. Yeah, they get that, huh? Yeah, they do. But so I think that Ooh. actually, that's probably the most honest answer that we've ever had about what they get. Which oh, he says leftover cheesecake. Just via text. Yes, I yeah. see that. Yeah. Oh, we can't repeat that. <laughs> we could. <laughs> yeah, we could, but, you know, it's a family program.